Hey everybody, it's Kelly Cooper and welcome to episode 238 of the Life Made to Order podcast. Spirit needs very little from us, but the little it needs is important. And I've talked about this a lot about, and I'm using the word spirit, I like that word. You can use universe, God, infinite mind, source, whatever words, you know, what your boat. I always kind of stress that when I talk about stuff is... We don't want to get too hung up on words, so replace words, and you know we want to think of the concept, the spirit of what's being said, right, and not get too hung up. So I always like to kind of throw that in there. So I like spirit, but again, use whatever word resonates with you. And I've talked about this a lot, this idea when it comes to manifestation and how our life unfolds and what our physical worldly experience is like. Uh, spirit can handle a lot of stuff for us that we try to handle on our own. Um... While I haven't given up a lot of my egoic control and preferences and wanting and all of that icky, <laughs> gross stuff, you know, how that feels, it's like, eh, all that stuff, right? By and large, over time, I've come to see that I prefer spirit handling my life in a lot of ways. I see that it could do it a lot better than me. Uh, I don't have to put in as much effort. I still have all my egoic preferences, and I think spirit's, like, aware of them, and it's like, I got you, like, don't worry about it. I know that you like certain things and I'll align you with circumstances where those things you like will show up and you don't have to try so hard to make sure things align to your preferences and you don't have to worry about it. I got it, right? So spirit, you know, we want to leave it to the professionals, really. I've started to see that more and more. It's like, you can handle this better. It requires less effort on my part. It feels a lot better yeah, I really want to give this way of the real college try. I really want to try to do things this way instead and kind of let you be in charge. So we want to hand a lot of stuff over to spirit, but that's not in like a passive kind of, eh, let me, you know, withdraw from life and hope everything gets fixed kind of way. We have a very important role to play. And like I said, spirit needs very, very little from us in this kind of co-creation, if you want to think of it that way. But what it, the little it does need is very, very important. And if we're not playing that part, if we're not giving spirit that little that it requires of us, it can't really work on our behalf. It can't intercede in, the, in the, all the different ways, miraculously seeming ways at times that it's able to. Because again, we're not holding up our end of the bargain. Like I've always said, energy and vibration are just fancy words for feelings. And where do our feelings come from? Our feelings come from our mind, our thoughts. We have perceptions, interpretations, stories, narratives, beliefs, expectations. And that's where our feelings come from, right? Our feelings aren't coming out of nowhere. So again, if, if what we're attracting in our life is based on what we're thinking, what we're feeling, then we're tasked with thinking and feeling in a way that again allows spirit to work with us, that allows us, that creates an energetic emotional state where we're able to receive these things, where we're, you know, you hear a lot about with LOA and stuff, right? Talking about being a match. That's what that is, right? There's an energetic component. We're putting something out there energetically or emotionally, and we have stuff, the world is just acting out what's happening in our mind, whether it's the state of our finances, the state of different relationships in our life, stuff with our body, right? It's all just kind of, like, for example, A Course in Miracles would say, like, our this world is literally just a projection of our egoic mind, and everything that's happening is just our mind and our beliefs and our self-image and all of that just acting itself out 
in our own individual life and in our collective experience, right? So again, so if so spirit needs very little from us in the fact that it's like I just need you to believe a certain way. I need you to entertain certain perceptions. Like right, I call it spirit thought system. It's like I need you to think with my mind. I need you to think the way I think. I need you to see yourself the way I see you. So that's not a lot. That's not asking a lot from us because that's only really one thing. But again, but because how we think forms the foundation of our emotional state, which then will form the foundation of our life, while it's one thing, it's a very, very, very important thing. So it needs very little from us in that regard. It doesn't need our hand in everything. We don't need to take a lot of the action that we need to take. We don't have to figure out a lot of the stuff we need to figure out. Spirit's like, I don't even need you to understand my thought system or try to get it. I just need you to believe in it. I need you to have a little trust and faith that the way I'm telling you how things work may just be how it actually works. Kind of reminds me of a, a part in Course in Miracles I was reading the other day talking about, um, it was talking about how the egoic mind is actually offended at how little is required of us and how little role we play in everything and how also how um, it stresses that our understanding of truth is not necessary to make truth true, right? This idea, again, it kind of goes back to this idea of like our role in all of this is much more limited than it we think it is, perhaps we want it to be. Because in a way, on the surface, it sounds nice that we don't have to do all that much. But because of all the fear we have that spawns this need to control, we maybe don't like that so much a part of us. Um, we might not trust that spirit or God or universe, or again, whatever word you like to use, has our best interest at heart. We're very attached to certain things and we're worried that spirit's not going to give us the right. So there's this whole other thing while on the surface, all of this sounds nice. In reality, we're actually quite resistant to this idea if we really were to explore what's happening in our mind. And again, spirit would be like, yeah, I kind of need you to work on that. You need to trust me. You need to have faith that I'm operating for your highest good. You need to trust that I understand your mind and I get how you operate. I get your egoic mind and I get all of your fears and your needs and your attachments and your belief in certain things and what you value in this world. And you have to trust that I understand that and I'll work with you in the context of your reality. I don't agree with your reality as far as like your interpretation of reality and what you value and, and all your different fears. I know that you don't need to kind of worry about that stuff or think of some of the things you think, but I get that you do think them. For example, like a lot of spiritual teaching would tell you, especially something like A Course in Miracles talking about the body is just pure projection of the mind, so only mental illness is real. The body cannot make itself sick, right? There's no causative. The mind is only level is only thing that's causative. So spirit will be like, I know that the only thing you need to do to heal your rheumatoid arthritis or your chronic headaches or your back pain is to deal with your unresolved grief about your mom's death or your bitterness towards your ex-husband or your self-hatred. But I know that you believe your body is making itself sick somehow because of your genetics or immune system or whatever. And you believe in medicine and alternative therapies and supplements and dietary changes. So... 
I'll guide you to stuff. Again, even though I know you don't need any of that stuff, I know you believe in that. So I'll guide you to things that your egoic mind will think is helping you and that seems to resonate and seems to help you heal. But again, I can only guide you to that stuff if you trust that I can guide you to it. So again, it's like I need very little from you, but that little I need is very, very important because how you think and your perceptions, that's everything. That determines everything. It determines everything you do, you say, how you relate to the world, uh, your decisions. Everything is going to be informed by these perceptions. Your emotional state is going to be informed by your perceptions. So I need you to think with my mind. I need you to think with the spirit thought system. And if you don't, I can try to help you get there. You can give me your fears. Give me your worries. I'll help you transform them. I'll guide you in ways that you can transform them. I can guide you in how to heal. And I can help you change your mind. But again, you have to be willing to believe I have that capability to help you. We can't be a beneficiary of a way of, of a belief system or a way of the world operating if we don't actually believe in it. We have to buy in. So Spirit's like, I need you to buy in. If you don't buy in, I can't really help you because the thought system you're entertaining doesn't really believe I can help you. And like I said before, with all the different fears and the need to control and all this other egoic stuff, there's a part of you that might not actually want my help because you don't trust that my help is going to get you what you want. You still want to control everything. You still want everything to be just so. You want everything to be a certain way. You want your manifestations to take a very, very specific form and you're not open to it. So Spirit's like, yeah, it's going to be really hard for me to help you if you're not willing to do that. I need you to entertain a thought system where you have some faith, where you have some trust, where you're open where you're willing to see, for example, you know, a lot of basic kind of spirituality, personal development, 101 cliches that it's easy to go in one year and out the other, but they're so profound and important. We have to really remember to really let these things sink in and contemplate them. Spirit's like, yeah, there's a situation happening right now that if you're willing to see how it's serving your highest good, the emotional state that would put you in, the frame of mind that would put you in, the sorts of insights that that perspective would allow you to start having, I could help, I could do so much with you on that and, and use this experience to unwind you, untangle your shit, heal you, uh, get you where you want to be, all of your egoic worldly concerns, I could... This, this situation would be an amazing catalyst for that. We can do so much great work here together. But I can't do that work with you if you're not willing to believe that this circumstance is actually serving you. That this circumstance is good that it happened. Because if you want to stick to the egoic mind interpretation of the circumstance where just because you, you don't like how it feels, it's automatically bad. And you don't like how something turned out. It didn't go the way you wanted to. So again, it's bad. And it's a situation to be resisted and to be mad about, and to kind of maintain all this negative emotion and fight against. Spirit's like, yeah, if you're in that frame of mind, all the stuff that I could do for you and for you right now, I can't do any of that. Because you're not in a frame of mind to receive my help. You don't actually want my help. Again, remember, consciously, a lot of these ideas seem very appealing to us. I'm like, yeah, yeah, I want to believe that because it feels good. But again, if we're honest with ourselves on a deeper level, we're very resistant to these ideas because at the core of it, there's a fear of like, but then I'm not, I don't like the idea of thinking I'm not in control. I don't like the idea of thinking that things aren't good. I have a certain way I want everything to be. 
And what if spirit doesn't make it that way? We are very attached, again, we're very attached to certain out, and it has to be just so, and we have to control it, and it has to be just the way we want it. Because ego mind's very simplistic in its thinking. And it thinks, well, if I want something to be a certain way, if I have a certain preference, then that's what I want. And it's like, and again, with that kind of very simplistic logic, we're like, oh yeah, like, good point. It's like, you're right. And spirit will be like, no, no, no. Just because you want something to be a certain way or you're attached to it, it doesn't mean that's what you actually want. It doesn't mean that that's the best way, the best pathway, the best channel for you to manifest whatever it is you're hoping to receive in your life. So again, there has to be spirits like, I need very, very little from you, but that little I need is very important. I need you to be, I need you to think a certain way. I need you to think the way I would think. When you ask yourself, what would spirit do? What would spirit think? I need you to be asking yourself, are you making your best effort to think that way, to think with my mind, to think how I would see things? And it doesn't mean you have to achieve some perfect transformation where you're in this space of bliss and trust 24 hours a day. Spirit gets that it's a process and it can work with you, but it just needs at least a little, at, at first, it might not be some full-throated endorsement of these ideas. It might just be a little willingness. You open the door a little crack because you're thinking, okay, some of these ideas seem a little radical. If I'm honest, I don't really believe some of these things. It just seems like I, based on my past experience or past conditioning or what I observe in the world or what's happened in my life, I have a hard time maybe buying into some of these ideas. But the thought system I have now feels pretty badly. It doesn't seem to be serving me. A lot of the things I'm trying to do to get what I want don't seem to be working. And then the spirit thought system over here is kind of challenging all of that and telling me there's another way. Again, I'm not fully on board yet, but I'm willing to consider, you know, even from a logical, rational perspective, if I'm doing something a certain way and it doesn't seem to be working, trying a different way, and again, this isn't even about anything spiritual or metaphysical. It would just be pure, good, hard, logical thinking of like, maybe I could try things this way. I'm willing to consider that maybe possibly the way I think about things, maybe that's not correct. Maybe my egoic, all of these firm conclusions I've drawn about everything throughout life and all these things I'm so sure of, maybe that's not true. Maybe I shouldn't be so sure. Maybe I shouldn't be so arrogant with my insistence on my belief system. Maybe I need to be a little humble and open myself up a little bit. And Spirit's like, yes, thank you. That's all I need from you. You can just let me in even just a sliver, a little crack in your resistance, a little, even a little thought of maybe I'll surrender a little bit here and, and try to trust and be willing to think in a different way. Spirit's like, okay, yes, I can work with you. Because a lot of you may have seen that as you've made these smaller concessions to spirit thought system, even if you kind of had to be dragged kicking and screaming into, into changing your thinking, you might have noticed that even small shifts in your thinking, you might have seen it reflected back to you in certain ways. And it might not have been some big, sexy, mind-blowing manifestation that removes every shred of doubt in your mind. Like, oh, of course I know this is true. Look at this amazing thing that happened. It might have been a little thing. But it was so the surf on the surface, it might have been a quote-unquote little manifestation of some sort. But it's, it was very significant and it was very big in that it represented to you maybe some quote-unquote evidence that this way of thinking has some validity. 
And as you make those little shifts, you'll have those little circumstances that, again, on the surface might not be some big thing. But what it represents is very significant because it's that powerful evidence of personal experience. And as we gain that very powerful evidence of personal experience that there might be something to this way of thinking, it gets easier to think that way because you're no longer just taking it on, it's no longer just some kind of theory that you're, you know, debating in your own mind and these ideas just kind of that you're collecting, you know, this knowledge that you're just amassing and now you know all of these things but don't do anything with it. You really start contemplating these things more because, again, that personal experience is like, oh, maybe there's something to this. You're not just trying to believe these things because you're desperate for some change in your life, so you're desperately trying to embrace some new thought system that all these people told you, if you think this way, you'll get what you want. It's not really genuine, and it's just forced and whatever. It's Or you're not believing it because someone told you that's how you're supposed to think or whatever. It's really, again, you're starting to really embrace that way of thinking because you're seeing evidence of it in your own life that there's something to it. So over time, it gets easier to think that way. Because you're like, yeah, I think this way because I actually have seen that thinking this way made change in my life. I started changing my thinking and my life really did get different. All of this talk about this support system from, again, spirit, God, universe, whatever word you like to use. It's like that seemed like a very kind of lofty or whatever concept to me is like kind of foo-foo or woo-woo or whatever. But I'm really seeing that like there's stuff happening that I'm not orchestrating it in any way. Things happen that I couldn't have in a million years planned for or, or put together myself. Things I could not have anticipated. I just happened to be somewhere and this thing happened. I got this intuitive nudge to do this. Uh, this person came out of nowhere with something, opportunity, or helped me solve a problem that I had that I had no idea how I was going to solve. Spirit's like, yeah, I can do all of that sorts of shit. All of your problems, I can help you solve them. All the things that you want... I could help you get them. I know that you don't need a boyfriend to be happy. I know that you don't need money to be happy. I know all these things. I know who you really are. doesn't need any of this. But I, like I said before, spirits, like, I know that you think that way, though. I know that you believe in stuff. This is one thing, too, of course, in Miracles talks about a lot. It stresses various points throughout the book. Kind of this idea, right, of... Spirit understands this world, it understands the egoic mind, it understands our human tendencies, and as long as we're here having this worldly bodily experience, as long as we believe we need certain things here, it will provide those things for us. Spirit's like, I know you think you need money here. Money seems to be very important here. Don't worry, I'll help you get money. Don't worry about it. I know that you value human relationships. I'm not trying to like... um you know, tell you have to live some, you know, lifetime by yourself and, and just pray and meditate all day. If you want a husband, if you want friends, if you want good relationships with your family, I'll, I'll help you do that. I just want to help you make those relationships healthier and help use them in service of spirit and, and to like extend love and, and for everyone's highest growth. So I don't want to deprive you of any of these relationships, but I would like to help you make them quote unquote better so that they're more harmonious, and again, you can use them for, for the good of everybody involved and advance love or whatever, right? All these different spiritual kind of concepts that people talk about with relationships. So again, so spirit gets it, because one of the things that makes us resistant to this is when we hear all these ideas about 
nothing can make you happy on the outside and it's about spirit and internal and blah, blah, blah. We get very, because a part of us, it sounds very nice. But then a part of us, again, that because we do value this world in certain ways and a part of us does still have attachments to certain things, we get very scared that following that path means giving all that up. And spirit's like, no, I'm not asking you to give up anything. That's another thing, too, that the Course stresses. This spiritual path, the path to God or whatever it is, it's like, I, we don't want you to, I'm, we're not asking you to sacrifice anything. The Course talks about how this egoic living is the real sacrifice because we're sacrificing our peace and our happiness and our connection with God or again, whatever word you like to use if the word God makes you uncomfortable. Again, the words, just don't get hung up on words, just the spirit behind them. When people use words that might not resonate with you, it's really important. I talk about that a lot because it's really important because you'll see egoically, your egoic mind will make a big thing out of that. So that path, there's no sacrifice. Now, because most of our wanting, not most of all of our wanting in the external world is egoic, when you make these deeper transformations, there are certain things you might decide you don't want anymore. But if you don't want them anymore, you'll be okay not getting them. You don't care about not getting stuff that you don't want. But most people, you're probably still going to want some core basic things. A part of you is still going to have some degree of attachment. And again, spirit gets it. You still might want a relationship. You want to get married someday. You hope to have kids. You want to have a certain type. You have feel really passionate about some subject matter. And you want to turn it into a business and make money doing it. Spirit's like, yeah, no problem. I can get your husband, your business, no problem. You have a physical problem and you still are attached to your body and feel your body and you want to heal the body. Spirit's like, no problem. I can help you with that too. So you might still, if you're still existing in this world, you might still get caught up in worldly life to some degree, but you don't take it all so seriously anymore. You don't worry so much about all of these things happening. You're not so much in that doing everything to get something mode, doing everything from this space of lack and feeling like you need all of these things to be happy and actually operating in this mode. Not only does it make it easier to get these things, because again, if energy and vibration are just fancy words for feelings, when we have a large degree of resistance around something because we're very attached to it, because we're very attached, why? The only reason we're attached to getting certain things, again, because we're driven by pain minimizing mode and egoic wanting is always coming from some sort of negative emotional space of lack and scarcity and feeling not good enough. We're always looking, the, the root of every desire is I have these negative feelings and I think getting this thing will take them away, right? So that's where the attachment comes from. All of that stuff starts to fade away because if you were to think about it again, just some good old fashioned hard logic here. Has being very attached to things helped you seem to make getting them easier? Has trying to control everything seemed to have gotten you things? Have you been able to really meaningfully control anything? It'll be like, oh yeah, no. So it's funny that we have all this resistance to giving up these ideas because we think giving them up means we're not going to get what we want. But if we were to examine operating from this mode now, it's like, Doing this isn't getting me what I want, so why am I so reluctant to give up on a way of operating that actually doesn't seem to be working? Because when you give up the idea that anything outside you can truly make you happy, it's very liberating. And I know the egoic mind can't really contemplate, it doesn't make, because it's so used to doing everything to get, and doing everything, if we get certain things, we'll be happy. So this idea that nothing outside of us can make us happy 
it would be like, and then what's, to, the egoic mind would be like, well, what's the point of existing? What's the point of anything? If, and it's like, the point is to be happy and feel good. That's the point. So then you can do stuff that you think would contribute to that. When, again, when you're not driven by that egoic getting and, and pain minimizing and, and feeling lack and, and looking for these things to heal all these wounds, you'll still, you might still have a business. You might still have certain things you think you'd want to achieve in your life. And you might still work towards those things. But your whole attitude around it changes very dramatically. For your business, for example, you're just passionate about whatever it is you do. Maybe you do something kind of like what I do with personal growth or spiritual coaching type thing or some sort of consultant for some, whatever it is you do when you're passionate about it and you have this knowledge or these skills that you enjoy using, that's the point. You're doing something that feels good because that's all you want anyway. So that would be the main point of doing it. And again, spirit gets your egoic concerns of money. So it's like, don't worry, I'll take care of the money. I'll get you the clients. I'll get you, I'll give you the inspiration for the ideas for the new products or services or the new marketing strategy, whatever it is, all of that stuff. Spirit's like, I can, I'll, I'll help you with all of that, but don't make your goal. So again, you're still doing stuff, but the getting the paint, all of that, you're just motivated very differently. So that's, so this idea that giving up, if the idea that, uh, if nothing outside you can make you happy and, and getting things is not the point and achieving certain things is not the point that there's this existence is pointless. That's just egoic thinking that just doesn't get anything. That doesn't get what's really happening. Uh, that thought, that way of thinking too, it, it tries to do that. So it fights for its relevance in your life. It fights for its agenda. It doesn't, you know, it wants you to, it doesn't want you to think that way because it, it finds that way of thinking very threatening. But anyway, that's a little bit off topic, but but again, that's another way of thinking that's well, actually it's kind of not because in another way, that would be another way of thinking that spirit would be like, if you really thought that way, I could really work some magic with you because when you let go of all that resistance and tension that comes from constantly maneuvering and troubleshooting and strategizing and always being focused on the future and what you don't have yet and the present moment is never anything more than a moment to figure out how to get stuff in the future and you're never in the pre like spirit's like, yeah, that that's kind of makes things harder for me too, actually. So yeah, any way of thinking that makes you more relaxed, any way of thinking that result that starts to dissolve any of your tension right now helps you feel better no matter what's happening. Spirit's like, yeah, that's the kind of thinking I need from you. Because again, if we think of energy and vibration, just fancy words for feelings, and our feelings are coming, again, not out of nowhere, they're not coming from our circumstances, spirit would always like to remind us, but they're coming from our perceptions, narratives, interpretations, our beliefs, our expect, all of that stuff happening in our mind. Spirit's like, yeah, I need you to work on your mind. And like I've always said, a big part of this internal reflection, a big part of this going into the mind is we can't really do that in any meaningful way if we're not willing to admit what's there now. We have to face what's there now. We can't deny it. We can't suppress it. We can't keep lying to ourselves that we feel a certain way we don't feel or we believe things that we don't believe. Because spirit's like, listen, it's not about what you claim to believe. It's what you actually believe. And how you feel, that energy you're putting out, that's showing you what you actually believe. 
the choices you make and all those things, that's showing me what you actually believe. I need, you know, I can't just, again, I can't, it's like this idea of um, spirit or whatever would be like, I can't defy your energy. I can't defy your thinking. You're doing what you're doing. You're thinking what you're thinking. And like, I can either work with that or I really kind of can't. And like I said before, spirit's like, I can help you make those transformations. But again, you have to be willing to give it to me. Like if you have to be willing, you have to really sincerely ask for my help and be like, spirit, help me deal with this fear. Help me deal with this anger. Help me deal with this resentment. Help me gain trust and faith in, in this process. I don't have a lot of evidence in my own life that what your, your thought system is valid. And spirit's like, that's okay. I get it. But again, you need a little bit, at least a little bit of willingness from you. And like I've always said too, if the core of our problem is our thinking, what's in our mind, our perceptions, our interpretations, our narratives, our stories, those are of our own choosing. So we have to choose the other thought system. So anytime that we're struggling, we have to recognize that we're choosing to struggle because the struggle is coming from our thinking. And in the moment, if we have to admit, yeah, there are certain ways of thinking, if I'm honest, I'm really not I kind of have a hard time changing my thinking about certain things. There are certain spirit perspectives of things that I don't agree with. And that's okay. I've always said that. At the end of the day, we can choose whatever belief system we want. But if our problem is our thinking, and if we have all these bad feelings we want to make go away because we don't like feeling these things, if the feelings are coming from our perceptions and our beliefs, if we're not willing to change them, we have, to, we have to accept the fact that our emotional state really can't change because, again, if the feelings, because if we believe that it's not our perception, but it is the actual circumstances, that's another part of it too, right? Then if circumstances stay a certain way, whether it's in our own life or things we observe in the world with politics or social issues or worldly whatever stuff, stuff happening in, in the world then yeah, then we don't get to feel better because we're like, well, the problem's outside of me and I think the outside needs to change in certain ways. And if they don't change, then I'm still going to feel this anger or fear or whatever, right? So there's all this stuff with like, we have to, if we're not willing to change our mind about the root of our, because that's one of the core differences, right, between spirit and ego thought system. The core difference that influences so many of the other differences is there's a big a difference there between where egoic mind and spirit mind believe the root of our suffering lie. Egoic mind's like it's in the outside world and everyone else needs to change and all these other things need to change and this isn't fair and we have to fight for this and this justice and blah, blah, blah. And then spirit's like, no, your problem's in your mind. Those are two drastically, I mean, we hear that and we're like, yeah, 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 I know I've heard that a million times, but like a lot of these spiritual teachings and these different ideas it's easy when we really start contemplating them, we see how radically different these thought systems are. We see how when we, if we were to truly implement all of these spiritual teachings that again, for a lot of us, if we're honest, is kind of in one ear out the other and we've collected all this knowledge and we're not doing shit with it, right? We have to be honest with ourselves about that. And it's not about beating ourselves up. But again, like I said before, if we're not willing to honestly reflect on where we're at, it's, it's very hard to change because uh, the change, the root of the change lies in our choice of what we believe. So we can't make that choice when we're not engaging with our mind and we're not 
realizing if we're not looking at what we're choosing now and then consciously deciding, no, I'd rather choose something else, right? So we have to, you know, so if we, when we think about it, if we were to really apply a lot of these ideas, again, not just kind of, yeah, 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 I know that, and this kind of limp, half-hearted attempt to try to be different, but really, so think about it, for example, um, just a, one of the most common teachings you'll hear is like, uh, no one else is responsible for your feelings. Again, in one ear, out the other, heard it a million times, yeah, 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 blah, blah, blah. But think about it. Think about if you were to really live that idea how radically different your life would be. Again, not just intellectually appreciating it or understand, but really living that idea. And every time you were up, maybe not literally every time exact deep analysis, but when if you were really struggling right now with somebody, like your feelings right now, you're really like, yeah, I feel this way because of this person, the way they're behaving, they said this, they did this, I don't like they're making a bad decision, and I don't like what they're doing, I think they're going to fuck up, whatever it is you're upset about with what they're doing, imagine really, again, not just being like, letting that idea kind of float on the surface of your mind, and then, but honestly going right back to blaming the person, and like, thinking it's the circumstance that egoic thinking, because that's what we're doing a lot of the times, we're we let these ideas kind of settle on a very surface level. And then we just honestly, if we're honest, we just go right back in their way of thinking. And then we're like, why aren't I changing? Why don't I feel better? We're not really trying, right? If we have to be brutally honest. And again, it's not about beating ourselves up. It's just about being honest about where we're at and what we've been doing and how we've been conducting ourselves. I said, it might have been my last podcast or recent one. Brutal honesty will be our best friend on this journey because whatever's happening is what's happening, right? So anyway, back to that example. So imagine really living that just one, imagine really living that idea of no one else is responsible for my feelings and really taking, making a real effort to be like, okay, if that's true and the ha what's happening is within my own mind, it's, I'm doing this. I'm my perception. I'm all of this bad feeling is being created by my own mind, not the other person and their words and actions and decisions and their lifestyle or how they conduct themselves. And you were to really take that to heart and then really sit there and reflect a bit on what's on your mind and asking yourself, well, if it's not them and it's me, then what's happening with me? What's my story about what's happening with them? I feel angry. What am I really angry about? I'm, I'm, I feel the situation making me feel fearful. What am I fearful about? I feel a lot of bitterness or resentment towards this person. Uh, what's that about? I feel jealous. What's that? Whatever the feelings are, right? Imagine how different, again, imagine not just real, because when we really think about it, like, because again, we learn all these things and they just kind of, again, if we're honest, it, we're not really, at least initially, for a lot, we're not really doing a lot with it. We have all these opportunities to put on that spirit, mind, thought system filter with all these different ideas. And it's like if we, and a lot of people have to ask ourselves, like, honestly, like, am I, how often am I really trying to use these ideas, practically apply them in my life? And, and again, if a lot of us were to reflect on it, would be like, yeah, I'm kind of not really doing it at all. I might remind myself of certain things sometimes, but am I really taking a moment to sit with these ideas and filter everything that's happening through those perspectives. If I were to ask myself, what would spirit think right now? Do I sit there and really contemplate that point of view and try to apply it to my circumstance? Or again, do I kind of run back to egoic thinking about it? 
um, I kind of usually run back to egoic thinking. And this is everybody because we have this conditioning. We have resistance to these ideas. So if you're doing stuff like that, like you're not some like hopeless case, it's fine. But you have to recognize that you're choosing to do that. Because again, if the only thing that's ever upsetting us is our thinking and we remain very upset about something or we're really struggling with something, we have to own the fact that the only reason I'm struggling with this is because I'm still insistent on thinking of things in a certain way if i'm honest the spirit the spirit point of view on this i'm not really down with that i don't believe that like for example you know spirit thought system would be like yeah there's no such things as victims and victimizers in this world we're all co-creating our reality together and if we see people as victims then we contribute to them remaining continuing to be a victim right so again, on the surface, it just sounds like something, but again, to really take that idea to heart would result in a radically different view. I'll give an example that's, you know, very salient for a lot of Americans and women. And as a woman, an issue that triggered a lot of stuff in me, and I find it's a very good learning opportunity to apply some of these ideas. Stuff with abortion, right? There's this idea that you know, at the heart of the narrative is women are victims. We're victims of men. We're victims of the patriarchy. And we can't possibly have an equal opportunity in life unless we're able to get abortions. And those Republicans are taking abortions away from women. And as a fellow human, I get that being, you know, as identifying with this human bodily self, Kelly, I'm a woman and how dare, whatever, right? This stuff, it triggered a lot of that mentality for me. And again, on a surf, an egoic level, we'll be like, well, women are, and that's not fair, and they need to be able to get their abortions. But again, spirit, how would spirit view it? Spirit would be like, women are victims. You don't need abortions. You'll be fine. Again, this is radical, and I'm not going to get too much into this topic specifically, but I brought it up specifically because the more emotionally charged the circumstance, the harder it is to embrace these points of view. But spirit's like, but those points of view are available to you. I'm offering you a point of view where there's no such things as victims and victimizers. But spirit might be like, but no, there are. There's women are the victims of men and this is not fair and it's not right. And again, like I said before, we can choose whatever thought system we want. We can choose to believe in victims and victimizers. Because the way the world appears, the way the world seems to be, there appears to, that appears to be very true. And we can look at appearances in the world and say, no, that's how it is. That's our right to do that. But that thought system feels very badly. So we're going to feel badly if we're not willing to change it. But again, spirits over here being like, yeah, I have a view of things that probably seems really radical to your egoic mind. And again, it could, we can reject it. Because it's just as like, no, there's just, that's just not true. And that's our choice. But when we're upset, we have to recognize, especially if you're a person that's more aware of these ideas, you have to recognize that the struggle is, I have another way of thinking available to me, but I don't believe that. So I choose to reject that spiritual view. This egoic view, that's to me more, that's true. So again, we have to realize that when we're struggling if it's our perception, anytime we're struggling, we have to recognize it's because we're choosing to entertain the bad, a perspective that that's making us feel these feelings and spirits like, yeah, I have a thought system that offers you a way out of that. 
But again, it's our choice and we can decide, no, like that's, that's the most ridiculous thing I've ever heard. And how could, how could you say that? And that's callous or whatever, whatever our judgment right of, of that spirit thought system would be. But spirit's like, yeah, but that's just how I see things. I don't see victims and victimizers. I see everyone as empowered and the ability to you know, make all these different changes or like I, you guys, I have faith in you that you can resolve all those different sorts of things. It's like, how dare you? And these, right. Again, we have a choice so we can choose the egoic thought system. We can choose, we can look at how things appear to be and how things seem to be and take that at face value and say, well, just because, because, but spirit will be like, just because things appear to be a certain way or seem to be a certain way, I'm trying to tell you that's not how it actually is. But again, we can decide for, we can make that choice and decide, no, the appearances to me are a good indicator of how things actually are. So I'm going to believe that. So again, it's always about, we have to realize that anytime we're struggling, it's of our own choosing because if everything is because of what's happening in our mind, then it's like, okay, if I'm not willing to change what's in my mind and my mind is where my feelings or my the contents of what's in my mind is creating how I feel, I have to accept that these feelings I'm struggling with, they probably really won't go away. Because what a lot of us try to do, which it might work to some degree, but in the long term, it's not going to be anything dramatic change. Again, if we have these certain views of the world that we believe or this egoic interpretation of things where we see victims and victimizers and uh, we believe things should be a certain way and then they're not and it's wrong and it's bad how things are now and that needs to be fixed and that's not fair and this blah, blah, blah. Again, we can believe whatever we want. And what a lot of us try to do is, in order to feel better, is we maintain the same perception, the same bad feeling belief about something and then try to just like not pay attention to it or try to convince ourselves that we don't care or just to not get upset about it and just accept that's how it is some kind of like a, re a resignation kind of way. But again, there, the, the emotional benefit to that is usually pretty limited because again, if the, if the feelings are coming from our perceptions and we're not really changing our perceptions, then we can't really in the long run, that's not going to result in any real genuine emotional healing or sense of emotional wellness because we're still believing certain things. So again, this kind of ties into spirit being like, I need you to change your thinking. And then there are certain ways that you don't want to change your thinking. That's okay. But then I can't work with you as much to heal because if you're really resistant to my point of view and my mind, spirit, mind thinking, I can't force you to think like me and you can, again, because we can do whatever we want. So we can hold on to certain ideas and believe certain things are wrong or bad in the world and need to be different. And these people are bad and these people are good and believing in certain things in the world needing to change and putting our stock in, you know, hoping that this political party or this law gets passed and whatever and thinking that will make things better. We can believe that and we can conduct ourselves in that way and do whatever in that world. But again, and we can decide that the spirit worldview is like, yeah, I don't believe in that. So again, we can always choose. But if the root of our emotional suffering is coming from our perception, which again, that's another idea you can choose to reject as well. But again, and I, but I think in even a lot of people that are really resistant to the idea on some level, they kind of know that it's true. It's, you know, even that idea too, we can reject. So, but if that is true, and again, I think a lot of people, even if they're really resistant on some level, I think they know that there's a, a truth in that. 
then we have to accept that if we're not willing to change our thinking on certain things that we will suffer because the perception is what's making us suffer. So if we think, okay, well, I believe this and that's how I feel about this issue, these spiritual interpretations, I'm not buying that. That seems a little like radical or that's, you know, I think a lot of people too, to the egoic mind, a lot of spiritual thinking uh, is interpreted as like being callous or uncaring or whatever. Cause it's like, cause again, spirit doesn't see victims and all of that stuff. So it's like what you think people does. And then the mind kind of, you know, does its thing, you know, it throws these temper tantrums and it interprets these teachings in all these inaccurate ways of, of you know, just to kind of, you know, um, keep you locked into its thought system. And, well, what about this and that? And then it's just like, you're like, yes, you know what, you're right. And that's stupid or that, that's like, but again, spirit's like, that's just how I see things. And again, I don't see anyone as victims. I don't see victimizers. I see everyone just kind of co-creating and everyone's unconscious and all their shit's just being reflected back to each other. And again, in our individual and our collective experience, and it's all just a projection of our mind and what's happening in our mind. And I don't know, to me personally, all of that makes sense. Now, that doesn't mean that I am beyond all of it. Like I said, the abortion thing was something that, that triggered a lot of stuff within me. But I realized the one thing that even though on a surface mind, my mind will tell me it's about abortion laws or whatever... I know that it's really not about that. It's just, it's bringing up these kind of deeper, broader kind of egoic ideas we have about uh, things being fair or unfair or, vic again, victims and victimizers and women are victims of men and all of these different things, right? That spirit will be like, no, who you really are is not even a man or woman anyway. <laughs> First of all, which that's not totally, but like, it'd be like, yeah, like none of all, again, we have that choice because the way the world appears, the way the world seems to be, the egoic thought system would seem a pretty valid interpretation of it all. And like what the ego mind thinks about it and what it sees would be like, yeah, because look at what it is. But again, spirits like the world appears or seems to be a certain way. I would say how it actually, what the reality of it is different. Just because something appears to exist in your worldly life that you all co-created together doesn't mean it's inherently real. Like, for example, we'll see poverty in the world and lots of poor people. And we'll be like, well, poor people exist, so poverty's real. Because it, we see it and we observe it. And spirit would be like, yeah, there appears to be poverty in the world. But you all co-created that collectively with all whatever, however we ended up doing that with, you know. So it's like, just because you see a poverty and poverty appears to exist, it's only because you guys created it. It's not inherently something that inherently exists, right? So that's what I mean when I'm talking about what things appear to be and seem to be versus what actually is. Just because we created something like, of course, the miracles would say, like, everything we created here is anything not of God. Again, if God's an uncomfortable word, think of, replace a different word, but that word, that's the, the word the book uses. It would say everything we created here, anything that's not God is not real. And we projected this whole world, and it's a projection of all this guilt and self-hatred, and that's why everything is so shitty here, and God has nothing to do with this world. I, when I heard that idea, that's one of the reasons I resonated with the teaching so much, because that's one of the things, right, with spiritual, we're like, why would God do all of this? And it never made sense to me. 
and then a teach and again what's ultimately true i don't know i the course i don't know something about the course just the shit it says i'm like it just to me it just makes so much sense and i personally believe that view is probably the closest thing maybe to being accurate I, if it were i wouldn't be surprised if we were to have some way to determine ultimate truth i would be very i wouldn't be surprised if the course was like yeah the course is that's what's it but anyway right this idea of that's what res one of the things that resonated with me so much about the teaching was like the teaching would be like god has nothing to do with this world god is pure love it's a etern it's eternal it's something that we can't even whatever it is we can't even comprehend it's not the vision we have when we project all of our human shit onto him and, and projection of human like a, some superhuman in the sky or something so it's like so the course is like yeah god's like eternal love and like why would something that's eternal and nothing but love create this tem this temporary existence full of all of this suffering and this idea that you would have to suffer to benefit in the future or that he would test you with disease and poverty and all these things to prove your faith like again so the idea that the court like that made so much sense to me that's like oh god not having anything to do with this world or again whatever you think of as that creative force i'm like that makes perfect sense to me right so but anyway right so that's just a belief so in that belief anything bad that would seem to be happening here it would be like this whole world would be like a play or a movie a work of fiction who you really are is not this body. So anything that would happen to this body wouldn't matter because who you really are is incapable of being hurt or broken, right? So again, that more radical idea would mean like anything that happening here would be no cause for upset. But again, that idea might seem very, very radical to people and they could be like, no, that's a little too out there for me. And again, it's our choice. We can reject or accept whatever ideas we want. But if we opt for egoic thought system, those ideas are very, very painful. It creates a very, very painful picture of the world. It will make us zero in on lots of the painful aspects of the world and miss a lot of like the good aspects of it, right? So yeah, basically this, the gist of this is, which is something I've talked about a lot, our only issue is our perception and our thinking. And Spirit's like, as far as our work together goes, all I need from you is a willingness to change your thinking to engage with your mind, explore your mind, train your mind. So it's very little in that it's just one thing, but that one thing is very, very important. And if we're not making a sincere effort to do it, spirit's like, I really want to help you, but it'll be really hard for me to help you. And my helping of you is not some kind of reward for doing this work. It's just, I, it, we think about this thing of like co-creation and energetic alignment. It's like, I need you in alignment with me as best you can. And I need you to really try to do that as much as you can. So I'm not withholding my help as some sort of punishment for your unwillingness to do this. It's just that I need it, that kind of symbiotic, well, again, there has to be an, an energetic, what the thing about LOA is all about alignment and matching and stuff. It's like, that's kind of what's happening here. So we have to be honest with ourselves. Am I, if this is the one thing I'm tasked with, am I trying, you know, because like I said, it's not about being perfect or, you know, anything like that. Because like I've always said, and I, I say this to people, especially when I talk to them um, coaching, because it's powerful for them to hear like one-to-one. -one. If every, if the work is at the core, nothing more than conscious choice about what we believe in choosing between two thought systems, once someone has sincerely decided that they're going to try 
their best to think with spirit mind, they've already succeeded because they've, they've made the most important choice. I've, I'm choosing to try to do that. And that journey of making that choice, it's a choice we must commit to over and over again. Things will happen that will challenge us and then we get to choose. You know, the engaging with our feelings, all of that stuff is really important because it gives us practice thinking in that new way because when we engage with our feelings, we will uncover the thoughts creating those feelings and in those moments we get to make that choice. We're dealing with a challenging situation. And again, there's that choice between the two thought systems. Spirit would be like, this is serving you somehow, and, and let's kind of dig in here, and let's see what we can do with this and how it can help you. Or egoic mind will be like, I don't like how this feels, and because I don't like how it feels, it's automatically bad. Um, I don't like what's happening. I prefer things would have gone another way, so I'm going to dig in my heels and just sit here and throw a pity party 24-7 and hate everything and insist that I won't feel better till things are different. And like I said before, we can make a choice, and we can decide to do ego's way and be like, no, I'm just going to fight this and, and huff and puff until things get better. And I don't, I'm not interested in exploring. My, I'm not interested in any of that. But again, if perception is what's at the root of our emotional suffering, when we're not willing to change our thinking, all of these bad feelings we want to go away, they can't really go away because we're not looking at the one thing that will take them away. And spirits like, I can really help you out with a lot of that, but you have to be willing to concede that maybe the way I'm thinking and, and, and nudging you and guiding you to look at the way to look at things, you have to trust that maybe I know what I'm talking about. And again, we can always decide, no, I don't like these ideas, whether it's just kind of general spiritual teaching or uh, more like radical teaching, like A Course in Miracles, for example. We could decide, no, those teaching, no, that's just, that, that way is just crazy or that's, that I don't resonate with that. And again, we can, it's okay. We can do whatever we want. But if we reject spiritual teaching pretty much generally, just just more like general broader ideas, like it's your thinking and it's not your circumstances uh, or whatever, we're all one, or whatever it is, right? If we're like, no, I don't like any of that, that's fine. But again, we can believe whatever we want. But we have to recognize that the root of our suffering is our perception. And anytime, so when we're upset about something, it means that we're looking at things in a way that's making us upset. And we can decide, do I really want to try to look at this in a different way or not? And again, it's our choice. We can decide, no, like I see this circumstance, this issue, this worldly issue or this thing in my life. This is the way I see it. And if I can only, it, it's the, the problem's not my mind. It's the circumstance. It's this person. It's this law. It's this, this or that. And it needs to change. And we need to change it. And it needs the, the world needs to be different. We need to fix this thing. The, the, the solution lies in the external, we can make that decision. But we have to understand that the, the emotional relief we seek, we, we really can't get it if we're not willing to change our thinking. So, you know, we have to make peace with the emotional consequences of egoic thought system. And no matter, and, and we can think again, it's our choice. We can think that that way of thinking is very justified. We can look at how the world appears to be and decide that's how it actually is. These are all choices we're all free to make. But like you've seen, all of that thinking, it, it feels really badly. And again, spirits like you who over here, I'm offering you a way out of all of that. I can't make you take it. It's your choice whether to take it. No one's under any obligation to do any of this work or change their thinking or be any way. Everyone can exist as exactly however they want to exist in this in this experience. But 
for me personally, I was like, there's a lot of things in the world that bother me. There's a lot of things that will probably bother me in the future that haven't happened yet. And if I realize that it's my perception and it's not the world, I realize that if I woke up tomorrow and all these worldly issues I thought needed to be different were fixed, they're probably, my mind would just like zero in on some other thing as a way. Because that, all, that, all that shit would still be there and it would just get funneled out into some other worldly thing would my mind would latch on to as a way to let those feelings out and, and be a reflection of that energy, right? So I personally was like, I'm really down for doing this in a sincere way. And I'm on the journey like everybody else. I think I've made some pretty good progress. But again, there's some, a lot of people will find that there might be issues that are particularly sore subjects or issues where you're more resistant to these perceptions and you're able to more easily apply them in one area than another. That's the thing too. That's one of the challenges of spiritual teaching. Spirit's like, my thinking is absolute universal application. So when I say that your feelings aren't respond, your um, circumstances aren't responsible for your feelings, I'm not just talking about little things like losing your job or someone saying something mean to you on social media. He's like, I'm talking about getting cancer, your house burning down. All it, he's like, I mean it for everything. And again, that one of our challenges is that universal kind of absolute indiscriminate application because ego mind does not think that way. There's a hierarchy of this is kind of bad. These things are really bad. That's horrific, right? So that's one of our big challenges is that's a hard pill to swallow thinking that, you know, getting uh, your child dying isn't any more traumatic than losing your job. Most of us would be like, no, because we would not respond in a similar fashion to those two events, right? But again, spirit would tell us. So some of these ideas, they're harder to apply and we might have a hard time living from that space all the time. But spirit's like, I just want you to know it's available to you. You could choose to use it or not, my point of view. You can try to, I have this filter here that you could place over anything and you could heal no matter what it is. But again, we can choose whether or not to embrace these ideas. We can decide that they apply in certain, we can do, again, ultimately we can do whatever we want. But the point is, spirit's over here with a point of view that offers us a way out of all of that suffering, no matter what the root cause of in the external world that that suffering appears to be. So for me personally, I really try to keep those ideas in mind. And like anybody else, I'm more resistant in certain areas. There are certain subjects that are a bit sore and more sensitive where I have more stuff around them. Because if we have more stuff around a, a circumstance, then it's harder to apply those ideas. We're, we're going to be more resistant to those ideas. So... But again, it's, it's all our choice. And I personally have made the choice to really sincerely try to apply those ideas because when I do try to think that way, I do feel better. And that's all I want. And it's nice to know that I have the ability to feel better without anything in my life needing to change or without anything in the world needing to be a certain way. Because if we look to the world to try to feel better, the world is impossible. It's an impo The Course calls the world an impossible situation which makes sense if it's a projection of the egoic mind, which is its thinking is so fucked up. There will never, if whatever we're seeking in the world, nothing will ever be fully fair. Things are, there's always going to be fucked up things happening. There's always going to be something happening you don't like. And even when the political party you like gets in power, they're not going to do a lot of the things that they said they were going to do. And that's why you, they said they were going to do this and they're not doing it. They'll do shit that you don't like. 
it's impossible. If we look to that, it's we're we're done. We're done for because the, that world that this reality is in that sense it's impossible. Every problem that we have with the world now, none of them. And I don't mean this in like a pessimistic, cynical kind of way. I mean this in like a, a freeing, empowering kind of way of like. Because you see the world, if you observe the world, like a lot of, like, there's all all the stuff that we don't like about it, it, those things will keep happening. And if one form of what we don't like, if one form of unfairness seems to get resolved, another form is going to pop up. Or there'll be another thing that was always there, but we weren't paying attention to it because we were so focused on the other. And then we're going to go dig in on that thing and it'll, it'll never end. We'll never, the world will never give us what we're looking for, right? So that idea of spirit being like, yeah, the world's never going to give you what you want, but the world can't give it to you anyway, so I can give it to you, though. So just kind of come along with me, right? So for me personally, I'm willing, I'm, I'm down, and I'm willing to do that. So again, it's always a choice, and I imagine anyone listening to a podcast like this and, and follows like kind of my work in general, I kind of talk about this stuff a lot. I imagine that you're at least semi-down for that ride. So just... Again, it's always about we, we have a choice. And again, at the end of the day, we can make whatever choice we want. We can believe whatever we want. But when I find myself believing things that make me feel really badly and spirits like, yeah, I have a way of looking at that that would not feel so badly. I'm like, yeah, I really want to try. And there are certain times when that's harder. And it's like, it's, it's okay. But yeah, that's it. So I hope you guys enjoyed this. Have a great day or night. And uh, for more content products, info about my coaching, head on over to livelifemadetoorder.com. Bye-bye.